Hello, movie friends. Welcome to There Will Be Movie Reviews. I'm your host, Ryan Holmes. And today, with me, I have another uh, good friend of mine, uh, Adrian. Adrian is here. Uh, I know he's a movie guy. He loves film. He's in uh, drama, too. That's how I got to know him, so, and how I met Adrian. And so, but yeah, I was like, you know what, I got to have this guy on the podcast and discuss some film because there's been so many times where we've been talking about movies, had many disagreements, uh, mainly about uh, um, Adam Sandler, who yeah, I'm, you're I'm wrong. <laughs> you're wrong every time. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think we'll so. We'll we'll, yeah, I know. We'll, we'll see. If, save it for another time. Maybe we'll have a Adam Sandler debate. Is he good or is he trash? Probably trash, but like. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Adrian. So, welcome to the show, man. It's good to be here, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, today we're going to be talking about a film, Almost Famous. It's a classic. It, it's. I feel it's underrated. Would you agree? Like, yeah, like I feel like if anyone's talking about films from the early two thousands, it's in there. But as far as like just great films or favorite films in general it's it's left up yeah that's totally true i think cameron crowe is also an underrated filmmaker too i think they don't understand he that, hasn't like, really he hasn't really made a lot of like good movies though like he's made jerry Maguire. yeah jerry Maguire. he wrote fast times at ridgemont high uh in yeah. vanilla sky but vanilla skies i don't think that's good it's mm -hmm. yeah it's not the greatest but like, yeah, it, it, this is probably his best film by far. It's yeah, it was at the peak of his career, and just like maybe just oh after uh, Jerry Maguire, and Jerry Maguire was quite popular, um, Tom Cruise classic, and then he came out with the uh, Almost Famous, and it's just this great sort of love letter to the music industry and uh, the music of the seventies, I think, and. Um, if you guys know that Cameron Crowe actually, as a kid, it, it's a, almost a biography of his life as um, a teenager. It's, he was on the road with uh, plenty of, as a, yeah, on the road um, being a, a writer for um, another magazine. And I'm not sure which one. I think one it was, was Rolling Stone. Yeah, I think I it think was, it was Rolling, Rolling Stone. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. And I know that on, he went on the road with Led Zeppelin. Yeah, Led Zeppelin. Time, right? Yeah, and that's kind of what he based this film off of too and it it seems very very accurate it feels very very real but we'll get into that in a little bit and i think that's why the film's so part part of the reason why the film's so good i think but yeah yeah so uh but before we begin about the discussion of almost famous let's talk about the the movie news so let's see what's going on in the in the last week so uh have are you heard about the new Flash film that's coming out? The yeah, yeah. Seems like uh, they're doing the whole multiverse thing. Yeah, they um, just revealed set photos of the Batmobile, and they have the classic that they're going to be using in the film, and it's the classic Michael Keaton one, you know, nineteen eighty nine and nineteen ninety two, I guess, if you count Batman Returns. So that's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited for do that. Do you think? Do you think they're going to pull off that movie though? I don't know. It's hard to say because DCEU is like a hit or miss, you know? It's, yeah. I mean, Justice League, the, like the Joss Whedon one was fucking terrible. And then you yeah. look at, it, I, were you a fan of Zack Snyder's Justice League or did you see it? 
I did like it much like most people. I didn't like uh, the extended ending almost like the movie had multiple endings. Oh, it seemed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't a fan of like the Joker stuff and the Batman stuff at the end, Martian mm -hmm. Manhunter, but everything else, it was good. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, no, I was a big fan of, uh, I, it was, yeah, it was definitely, it's not what I'm used to. I haven't seen a lot of DC EU films, but I'm excited to see The Flash. I think it'll be good. I think it'll, I think it'll be fine. Michael Keaton, like, why not? It's a, that'll be yeah. pretty cool. Never say no to Michael Keaton. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah um black widow just came out and uh right now it's number two at the box office it was um i think the one that's ahead of it is a quiet place too right now that was pretty big but black widow it's right right now it's number two have you seen it i did you did uh-huh yeah you haven't i have i have yeah i saw it yeah i saw it on uh disney plus friends and i rented it and i bootlegged it oh yeah I, I was not the biggest fan of it. I was pretty disappointed. The villain was pretty terrible, I think. Yeah. Um, it didn't seem like like an homage or a to Black Widow, I felt. It, it wasn't a uh, – I did – yeah, it was very much just a group film unless it didn't center on uh, on Natasha's Romanoff's character, Scarlett Johansson, in the film. I, they, a lot of Florence Pugh, I think. Yeah, it wasn't really it, for what they wanted it to be. I assume they wanted it to be like a nice final love letter to the character. Yeah. Wasn't that at all. No. Uh, I thought the character moments were very good. Like, uh, yeah, it was just a very good character movie. But as far as the action, I thought it was just bland and boring. Yeah, it was. Yeah. A lot of the time I felt what the people expected was, yeah, as you said, a sort of yeah like summing up her character and leaving you complete uh with her character because she dies so suddenly in endgame and mm -hmm. you just wanted to feel but that that's not what i felt i just felt there's another you know regular one of those regular marvel movies and sort of like i don't know ant-man or doctor strange kind of one of those that, like that i feel but um but yeah it, it was it was good to it's good to be back and like seeing uh new big budget movies into the yeah. theaters so that's always good totally uh space jam 2 director wants yeah, dwayne yeah, johnson yeah. for a potential sequel yeah they're not gonna get that sequel <laughs> i don't know I, um, I yeah it's it's crazy i just watched the first space jam like yesterday because I was like, I wanted to go see it in the, uh, I wanted to go see the second one in the theater. I was a fan of the first one. Like it was a, is a movie of my childhood kind of. It's yeah, one of those, everybody's. Like, nostalgic, nostalgic. And it, it's a classic, obviously, even though like Michael Jordan's acting is terrible, but I've heard. Yeah, the, the first movie is horrible, but yeah. like, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it, yeah, it's, a t it's just, it's just a fun, easy film to watch. That's the thing about uh, Space Jam. And I think that's what they're trying to do with Space Jam 2 almost, you know, sort of doing a Ready Player One type thing, you know, how they had all the characters from Warner Brothers uh, in it. And I just, but yeah, I have heard that it is just, that LeBron James acting is terrible in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw a clip on Twitter where it's just a, like a two minute scene from it. And apparently there's a part where it just cuts to a scene from Austin Powers. 
and it's like Elmer Fudd is playing mini me and then they go into like Casablanca like a scene from that yeah. just like randomly and it's the most bizarre clip ever and it it it, it I, I never want to see that movie now I never oh, want to see it yeah it just looks it looks shitty so I don't want to see it oh man yeah I know that's it's yeah i know the plot's probably very very similar to the first one actually not really it's lebron james trying to get his son back or whatever from this whatever universe it is don like, Cheadle. yeah don Cheadle. i know but like they yeah he's like getting him back from yeah don Cheadle or i don't even it's it's too confusing to even discuss it's not worth it like it's ridiculous but yeah i'll probably end up seeing it anyway and probably waste whatever like how much money like 20 bucks at the movie theater uh seeing this film but yeah uh oh last of the movie news nick cage has just released yeah. his new movie uh pig right i it, saw the trailer for it 97 percent on ron tomatoes mm -hmm. that's pretty that i mean ron tomatoes i it's sometimes inaccurate but like the most part it's accurate so i would say that this film i would assume that this film is going to be incredible like yeah, I don't not, know. not just not just rotten tomatoes like imdb i think it's like an eight point something oh metacritic, really metacritic it's 80 something so it's getting good reviews everywhere yeah oh man i gotta check that out i have yeah i like I've, i haven't seen too many nick cage films you know i've seen <laughs> uh i've seen uh fear and loathing in las vegas Oh no, that's not. Um, no, that's John leaving. Depp. Leaving Las Vegas. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, I saw that. I've seen. Um, what else? Ghost Rider. That's like mm -hmm. one of the first films I saw with him. But other than that, no. I've I've heard he's a he's a crazy actor. He's very very wild. And yeah. but yeah, I'm I'm curious to know. Is it like a low budget film? You think? Like, is it? I I think so. I mean, that's all he really does now. Or yeah. just low budget smaller films probably just because he can do whatever he wants and it's finally paid off he did one a while ago like a couple years ago mandy yeah yeah that one got good reviews so yeah, yeah. it's it's got like uh alex wolf in it uh from yeah. hereditary that's like he's a good, very talented actor so you know um, what it's about no i don't it's just about this guy whose truffle pig gets stolen and he tries to get it back. That's it. <laughs> you could, uh, I don't know. No, That's all I know. Yeah, that plot doesn't sound too great now that I think No, it, it doesn't. But, I mean, <laughs> you know, if it's good, it's good. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to see. I'll, I'll be excited to, yeah. Is I'd it, rather see that over Space Jam. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I would, I'd probably watch Pig. It's only like an hour and a half long, so it's not wasting my time entirely an hour and 32 minutes but yeah oh man all right that wraps it up for the movie news today but let's begin by talking about almost famous almost famous is written and directed by cameron crow stars billy crudup uh kate hudson patrick fugit uh jason lee zoe deschanel francis mcdormand philip seymour hoffman uh jimmy fallon anna paquin and noah taylor it's film one one Oscar for Best Original Screenplay, nominated for Best Supporting Actress for Kate Hudson and Frances McDormand, and nominated for Best Editing. Uh, 
So this film revolves around a high school boy who was given the chance to write a story for Rolling Stone magazine about an up-and-coming rock band, rock band as he accompanies them on their concert tour. This film was uh, released back in 2000. A while ago, 21 years ago, this film was released. That's pretty crazy. Isn't but, it, it? I think it's the anniversary of it somewhere, like right now. Oh, really? I think so. I read something about it not too Is long it, ago. Oh, that's crazy. Huh. That's cool. With September. Oh, no. It says release date was September 22nd. Maybe that it depends. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. But this film is like, I, when I first watched this movie, it was, uh, I, I know my, like, my mom is uh, the biggest, this is her favorite movie of all time. So she's been like pressuring me to watch this. And when I watched this for the first time, I wasn't expecting much. Uh, I wasn't, you know, I, I didn't know if, it, I didn't think it was going to, it was, thought it was just going to be like a mediocre, like uh, movie, but boy, was I wrong. And uh, this film, it just, each character is so uh, well, like just perfectly written, I feel. And mm -hmm. also the plot is just, it's so interesting this this uh revolving around these characters in the, in the music industry which we have seen a little bit in films but not uh, a lot not as romanticized as it is in this film and, and i like to compare this film maybe to boogie nights in a way because both films revolve around just the subject matter that uh not a lot of people necessarily have seen a lot in film before uh i think but or in uh, big budget films, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so it's, and it's interesting to see because it's such a interesting concept and they've been able to create a film as, and they both have been able to create films that are just great and masterpieces. And I think uh, Almost Famous is a masterpiece. Would you not agree? It is a masterpiece. I, I, I already told you about this kind of, but uh, the theatrical cut of the film is really good but the bootleg director's cut like that's a masterpiece like yeah. that that's like 10 out of 10 no debate so what's yeah. what's different about the director's cut and the and the in the theatrical release um well obviously just more scenes there's 40 minutes more oh wow uh, it actually it blends pretty well like i i didn't notice really too many scenes that were new because i wasn't I didn't watch Almost Famous a bunch to like know, oh, this scene's new, this scene's not. But uh, Jeff, uh, what's Jason Lee's character? Jeff Beebe? Jeff I think Beebe? so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, his character gets a lot more and he feels like his whole, uh, his whole character itself, how he's kind of jealous of, of, what's it, William? Yeah. That's highlighted a lot more. Jimmy Fallon in the theatrical cut almost seems like a glorified cameo a little bit. Yeah. And and this one, he's given a lot more. He seems like more of a prominent character. Uh, one of the Band-Aids, Plexia. Yeah, yeah, Anna Packard's yeah. character, yeah. She, get, she gets a nice little final scene that I thought was nice. So, yeah, it just feels more complete. And you know that scene in the, the hotel where Penny and Will look at each other and they go off to get ice? Yeah. They have that scene where they go and get ice, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Ah, cool. That's interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, it's obviously yeah. The the it's very very well paced. I think that's the this film. I've it's uh, 
when watching this, like each character, yeah, again, it, it's so well crafted. And it, I think my favorite character in this movie is probably Russell Hammond because he's such a it, Cameron Crowe does such a good job at creating these such diverse and like real characters that just seem so believable. And Russell's uh, it, it doesn't follow along the same storyline as most films of the you know William the young guy trying obviously he's trying to fall in love in Penny, with Penny Lane or trying to get with her but at, there's you know what he really wants I think is just nearly as the film progresses just for her and uh, Russell to be happy together I, I, would you not agree yeah 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 <laughs> I guess yeah. I, I was gonna disagree, but yeah. No, no, I disagree. No, it's it's fine. <laughs> no, what I do you just I, I thought about it. I thought about it for a minute. Yeah. No, I, what do you think? Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. like well, near the end, they start to like each other. Or they like, yeah. William, I think, just realizes that he probably I don't think he can get with her, so he decides to just push because yeah, th there's more problems that, that are created. Uh, throughout the film so that's why mm -hmm. russell and penny lane are become that's why william tries to help russell and penny lane get back together but it's i think it's just just the beginning of this film uh is just as you see william just fall in love with this music and so many people that's one of the things how they fall in love with music is just hearing this one song and it mm -hmm. helps them uh transcend into this world that people love and again this film romanticizes that uh right away and i think the music choice uh is one of the things in the attributes of this film that are so good uh yeah. in creating uh yeah feelings throughout the film too and obviously there's so much there's so much music in this film the the budget for usual movie uh movies for their, their music budget is 1.5 million so for this film it was 3.5 million and you all know, worth it all it is it. it is all worth it. each song is perfectly chosen uh for the for the feeling yeah for each scene of that movie and oh man there's like the tiny dancer scene we i think we got to talk mean, about that let's talk we got to talk about the tiny dancer scene. so i mean for for a movie that uh is a love letter to to music i mean yeah. that scene more than any scene in the movie shows how, how music can affect a mood or uh, a oh, sort totally. of environment so yeah and it's, how important it is yeah exactly it because it, at at the time you know um everyone i think you know russell had just came from the party that, that crazy mm -hmm. party that he went to and he's a little he's a little hungover and just like kind of down in the yeah he's down in the dumps you know and yeah russell uh, almost ruined the tour exactly exactly and everyone's pissed off and then this great elton john song comes on and it just again as you said it proved what music can do to a group of people and how it can change and affect a complete mood and i think that's one of the uh things that uh cameron crow tries to prove throughout not just in that scene but throughout the entire film and how music uh transcends people and, and it, it creates yeah, it creates happiness, but it can also create sadness, and uh, yeah, it affects it, it and it affects the plot very much. I feel, um, yeah. in in a way, yeah. But um, yeah, that scene is just it's perfect. It, it you right away. I felt I just like you just want to be there with them, like yeah, you want to be with those characters during that time because that'd just be so incredible. Such a, a 
a life-changing experience i feel and isn't mm -hmm. like william a, a character that's so lucky to be a part of that group and at, at times not lucky but like and all in all you know after you think about it it's probably like the highlights of your life i would think and that's it follows yeah, along that, this character and yeah you, you can tell because like like you said at the beginning it's semi-autobiographical so yeah. uh cameron crow you can tell that he loved his time as a as a journalist when he was yeah. a kid so, yeah. yeah it's it's pretty neat it, it's yeah and that's the whole idea of this film is just kind of following along uh will as he as yeah as he meets these new characters and as he he falls in love and and he and he yeah he makes friends and makes i wouldn't say enemies but like he, yeah he's you know arguments with other characters uh mainly mm -hmm. russell but russell mm -hmm. again is one of the most complex characters of this film he's he's he i couldn't i couldn't understand what his like who his character was from the beginning i couldn't tell if he was going to be a douchebag or if he was going to be like a role model to um to will if he was going to be some yeah some like creeper so i don't know i couldn't tell but like and i was kind of all of them i was about to say yeah, yeah he is all of them in a way and but yeah i think his character was my favorite of the film who, who do you think your favorite character was Penny Lane, 100%. But not... Why is that? It, I just think that she... Like, her character is complex and, and like, her vulnerable, but confident. And it, it, it's interesting to see her mindset throughout the film. At the beginning, she's a Band-Aid, which is pretty much just a groupie of the band, but they've sort of reclaimed it and reworded it uh, as Band-Aids to help the band. How would you describe Band-Aids? I don't know. It's just like, yeah, just people that follow along and I don't know. It's hard to say. I think, yeah, they follow along the band and just uh, are there for support in a way. Or uh, Yeah, they, uh, they, they sort of help the rock stars live the rock star life. That yeah. They yeah, yeah. They don't want to, um, yeah, they don't want to word them as roadies or groupies mm -hmm. and, or not roadies, but yeah, as groupies of the, yeah, of their band, but more as a more professional. I guess that's what they wanted to to appear. I think, but yeah, you you continue. And how at the beginning she says that she's retired from being a band aid, but she she keeps coming back because she has feelings for Russell, and uh, it, it's just interesting to see this character who's so confident and so seemingly you know sure of herself. At least that's the vibe that she tries to give off and then that one scene where William tells her that Russell doesn't even give a shit about you he uh you know traded you for 50 dollars and a pack of beer yeah remember that and yeah. just like the look that she gives him how she's just heartbroken and sad and then then she breaks into a, like a smile and cracks a joke like that that scene alone just shows the the layers of her character and it is sad to see her character because i don't i don't really know if she if she realizes it but she's being used yeah by by the band 100% and in a way i guess being a band-aid that's what you do you are being used but i think she thought that she was more than just a band-aid even yeah so yeah, it was sad. Even the even the script uses her, you know. Yeah. yeah. Even William uses her at the end. Yeah, he does. So it 
It's a very it's it's sad. It's sad to see her character. Her character, yeah, her character is totally. Uh, she, I think, at times she is also emotionally unavailable too. She could, you could say that in you, but you think because she's so open and excited and and always just like uh, talking. Yeah, she's just a very eccentric and uh, flamboyant character. But at the same time, she is still emotionally unavailable to you know to express her feelings a lot. And, and there's one scene particularly where she does you know show her feelings but again she bottles it up by cracking that mm-hmm. joke too and so it's it's sad and it's heartbreaking too but it's it's what makes her character so uh enjoyable to view and and watch yeah. because she is just it's something you've never really seen before a character that uh is yeah so lively yet so uh unemotional and unemotional at the same time and it's hard to explain because yeah <laughs> Uh, if you if you know what I mean, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. open, but yet doesn't tell anybody anything. She doesn't yeah. even tell anybody her real name. Yeah, so. exactly. Oh yeah. It's it's deep. Yeah. And and uh another character that a lot of people um love within this film, and I think I know a ton of people that loved this character. It's Francis Francis McDormand's character mm. as uh, Elaine Miller, uh Will's mom. Uh, Will and Anita's mom, Zoe Deschanel's character, and I think yeah. it's just because she's based off of uh, uh, Cameron Crowe's mom too. If you didn't know, and uh, I did, yeah, yeah, and so it's she's the most like realistic mom, very similar to like moms I, I've you know I, I've, lots of moms I think you know overprotective, but at the same time wants her kid to yeah succeed and, and do what they want because she lets them go to like these like she lets her, her her son go backstage with a bunch of these like you know uh druggy like band members and also like that are always like drinking when he's a, a you know still like a, a teenager and she's letting him do this stuff but at the same time she's still like super worried about him and that's uh very similar to a lot of moms i think yeah, like there was that one line where she asked him if she can go on tour with this band for uh, for Rolling Stone. And she goes, no, 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 no. I want you to call every day. I want you back before graduation. <laughs> and yeah. That was fun. Yeah. And it just, yeah, <laughs> that is she got She got nominated for an Oscar. She did. Yes, this. she did. Yeah. yeah, so did Kate Hudson. It's like, obviously Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson totally mm-hmm. deserves that. But yeah. And I, I was expecting that Will's character was going to be um, a to- kind of like a dud, annoying character that's like, uh, you know, he, I wouldn't say he's, a, he's not a loser in this, but I expected him to be the nerdy, like real nerdy type. But he's very, very um, open and, and speaks his mind and, and confident, I would think, at times. Uh, it, and that's just, I think, his character developing. And that's Cameron Crowe just like working, yeah, just doing a great job at uh, his, yeah, his writing uh, for that. Well, I, I think sort of accidentally, William is just being a, a, a good journalist. Like at times when the band is popping off and just uh, getting into arguments or crazy shit is happening, he's always there watching, yeah, listening, taking in the information, yeah. even though he might not realize it. Uh, like the, the argument that they had about the T-shirt, how Russell is not even the lead singer, but yet he's the only one prominent on the T-shirt. He's just sitting there watching it, taking down information mentally. And 
yeah, that's kind of what his character is until certain moments and certain scenes come about where he does speak his mind, mm-hmm. like uh, like the plane scene. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, totally. And he's yeah, because I, I expected him to be like none of that. I I didn't. I thought it was just his perspective was our perspective of the film. So yeah, we were following him along and just viewing it. But we're also, I felt like it's not always how it works out in this movie. It's more uh, us viewing him, viewing the other. Or like, yeah, so I, I think like we're also viewing him too as an audience member where it would have been like just from his perspective a lot of the time. But I don't think it was all the time we see his uh him emotionally change a lot throughout the film and same with so many other characters. And I think another reason this film is so, uh, film is so good is, uh, because it doesn't follow the same, um, plot I feel, or a plot, uh, structure as most movies where the characters they're having a great time it's great it's great it's great and then all of a sudden it just gets crappy and then everyone's okay at the end it's similar it kind of does at times but a lot of the time it goes up down everyone's Mm -hmm. happy mad happy again happy and then mad and then happy again and then happy mad and i think that's just more realistic because that's what happens a lot of the time it's not always it's not happy for the majority of uh the time it, it you know bad things happen a, a lot throughout everybody's life you know there's sure. there's like um because there's a scene where they're in the um where they're in the plane and then also when penny lane is uh uh when she's like finds out that billy Crudup has another girlfriend and sees that and that's like where and she's like uh gets or she's on um what drug was it that she was on quaaludes yeah quaaludes and uh and then also when russell is like he almost broke up the band and and he's like they're having the argument about the t-shirt and just there's a lot of times where there's just a lot of yelling at each other and there's a lot of arguments with other characters and that's uh i felt yeah just more realistic i think yeah and i would say like uh it was interesting to see like all all the crazy stuff that William has to like navigate through Mm -hmm. and it's because at the end of the day he is there for a job and he does have to give Rolling Stone magazine a a good article and sort of the rock that he had and the thing that kept him grounded and level-headed was uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character Mm -hmm. Lester Lester Baggs oh yeah Yeah. he's yeah nine minutes of screen time in a two-hour film but yeah he felt so so important oh yeah, yeah. totally he's like yeah philip simmerhoff well he's like gotta be like one of the best actors to ever live and yeah he's he's incredible and so his range his range alone is crazy yeah are you kidding me yeah i know he can play anything i think and he, he's he's great he's he's like yeah uh he's awesome but if especially in this film though it with the screen time he's so yeah he's so such a great role model but so interesting at the same time to uh will and so helpful uh, as as well there's there's a lot of actually characters that are in this movie that you don't actually like or uh, actors that like like uh rain wilson's in this did, did you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah he like i don't think he's does no he has he has a couple lines but yeah, yeah. he doesn't a, say a lot 
Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. I'm not a fan of Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. So, like, I mean, it wasn't. <laughs> are you? In this movie or in general? In general or in this movie. In both. I thought it was all right in this movie. I mean, it's a great script. So if, if you yeah. can fuck up that, I mean, don't don't try to be in any films. But uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of Jimmy Fallon. No. Yeah. No. Oh uh, yeah. Oh man. Um. But yeah, it it's just the film. It does. I think. What was I gonna say? It 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 does. It just it, it romanticizes this uh beautiful uh art that we have in their life and i think each character just uh proves a side to that beautiful uh work uh, that beautiful art form and that uh you know russell is the great guitarist and and mm -hmm. an incredible part in the music industry and so is philip seymour hoffman's character he's the he's the um what was he the writer of the the um, he's cream magazine yes uh, the, there you go yeah, yeah. and also and then william and penny lane they're all they're all important characters to the music industry that help create this uh awesome and yeah yeah this awesome art form that we uh we so much enjoy but yeah mm. it's totally uh you want to hear some fun facts yeah all right i got them hit me all right um penny lane in one of the scenes, asks William if he'd like to go to Morocco with him. He says, yes, ask me again. According to Cameron Crowe, ask me again was Patrick Fugit uh, stepping out of character and asking Kate Hudson to repeat her lines for another take. Uh, Crowe liked the take as is and kept it in the final cut, which is kind of cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, Stillwater's songs were written by Peter Frampton, who also had a small part in the film. Cameron Crowe and his ex-wife, uh, Nancy Wilson of the rock band Heart. Uh, the music uh, acknowledgement credits uh, Russell Hammond and Stillwater as if they were real authors and performers, which is also pretty cool, too. Um, according to Cameron Crowe, he spent the, he sent the script around town to see if he could get anyone to respond to it. Steven Spielberg, uh, the founder of DreamWorks, read yeah. Crowe's 172-page script over the weekend and called Crowe on Monday saying, Direct every word. Crow said he filmed almost all of the script. Okay. Yeah, I gotta watch the extended cut, man. I gotta watch. It's, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great movie, man. Yeah, I can't imagine. Can you imagine being an actor and being given the script? I know. Yeah, totally. I, Brad Pitt turned it down. Did you know that? Did he, he turn it down? He was gonna play Russell's character. Yeah, I, I knew that he was going to, but I just thought it like he, uh, he had he, complications. He, he had worked on it, and he said. So yeah, he was working like on um, I have it here, and then he said something like, "I just don't get this film. I just don't get it." Wow, I, I, that's disappointing. Like I would yeah. big. I'm a big Brad Pitt fan, so it'd have been like, oh man, that would have been a cool role for him, I think. But Billy Crudup does just awesome job. He's, yeah. he's awesome, totally. Uh, Cameron Crowe. Uh, later admitted that Patrick Fugit was the worst singer in Tiny Dancers in the Tiny Dancer sequence. Is like, uh, is yeah, they had to turn it down in post production. His uh, his uh, his singing because it would distract from what is uh, is a very special movie moment. I think and, yeah, uh, it's pretty funny. Um, Cameron Crowe took a copy of the film to a London London for a special screening with Led Zeppelin. 
uh, members Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, after the screening, they granted Crow the right to use one of their songs on the soundtrack. The first time they had ever consented to this uh, since Small Soldiers, through all uh, allowing Crow to use Cashmere and Fast Times in Ridgemont High, and also gave him right to four other of their other songs uh, in the movies itself, although they did not grant him the rights to Stairway to Heaven uh, for an intended scene. Which is, but on the special bootleg edition DVD, the scene includes an extra, um, I think. So I gotta, yeah. work, I gotta check that it, out. It's on, that scene's on YouTube. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, yeah. Also, Philip Seymour Hoffman's uh, schedule only permitted him to be on set for four days. He had the flu the whole time. Yeah, that's that's acting, man. That's yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, um, but yeah. Also, another reference to the music and the rock and roll uh, industry uh, at the party. Russell Hammond cries, "I'm a golden god" when he is on acid. Uh, yeah. That is a reference to Robert Plant of Led Zeppelin, who's uh, have said the same thing while looking over Sunset Strip from a hotel balcony. Yeah. What a great scene. It is. Oh I, my god. I swear, like like every single scene in this movie, there's there's an amazing line. You know, it's rare it's rare that every scene of a movie has just a line that makes you go, Jesus, like how how did you write that? I know, yeah. Crazy. It's it's too real almost. It's it's too realistic. Like it just feels so yeah, it just so at, but at the same time so like uh, yeah unrealistic to the point where it's just it's like beautiful it's like it's like who comes up with this incredible right mm -hmm. at the same time but yeah it's it's definitely yeah e each scene is just yeah it creates it just gets better and better i feel you know yeah totally um and also like the the editing in this movie it's not maybe you disagree i don't think it's necessarily like a fast-paced movie but almost every scene doesn't last too long if you know what i mean yes like yeah. like it, it's nothing drags nothing's too short like it all just no. hits exactly what it's supposed to be it, yeah it's i don't know it's crazy like every, it, it's one of those movies that it's that is perfect i consider it a perfect <laughs> oh yeah movie. yeah yeah i think it's a perfect movie do you think you would consider any other movies perfect back to the future probably yeah. uh I think yeah. technically, I would say the social network is perfect. Yeah, I, I, I can. See, what would you say? Um, yeah, because like, yeah, Back to the Future is a hundred percent. Like, it's just everything lines up perfectly. Like, it just like everything works out perfectly in that film. Uh, but also, I would think, um, I think maybe. The Deer Hunter? Have you seen that? No, but you told me you told me about that. Yes, that yeah. I I think that's the perfect film. It's long, but like I I love that about the film. Also, um, probably maybe Space Jam. Or, um... <laughs> what? <laughs> you think Space Jam's a perfect movie? No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, probably like, yeah, another Spielberg movie like Jaws or uh, Raiders or E.T. E.T.'s, yeah, that's maybe perfect. I could say E.T. Mm -hmm. being perfect. There's, yeah, so much. Yeah, that's that's for another discussion, though. I'll do another Spielberg uh, 
discussion soon. Talk about his movies, but yeah. But all right. Um, last segment of the night. I, anything else to say about Almost Famous? Uh, nah, nah. I think I think that's it. I would say the ending is 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 a great, great way to wrap it up. Sort of. Mm-hmm. There's a there's just an ongoing thing throughout the whole movie that William, the kid reporter, is trying to get this interview. He's done an interview with every other member of the band, but the most famous and most important member of the band, Russell, keeps skipping out on it. Keeps either just tells him not not to record, not to do the interview right now, or let's do it tomorrow. And it keeps going on and on and on. And uh, finally, at the ending of the movie, uh, Russell shows up to his house and gets the interview so i just think perfect perfect way to end the movie oh totally yeah 100 percent. it's yeah you're you're absolutely right but yeah um all right last segment of the night is uh top three things uh and today it is about uh music films about music top three mm-hmm. uh include you can include a musical too if you intend if you want or just purely about uh music including almost famous uh but yeah um you go first let's hear it okay okay so just (laughs) musical movies about music i would say sing street is up there yeah i would put la la land is up there some people don't like la la land i don't know why you don't do you no 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 yes i like la la I think, how can you not like La La Land? I don't know. I That's almost crazy. a perfect film, I think. Yeah. I don't know. But anyways, um, and then I would say, I I don't even know. Um, singing in the Rain? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What's yours? Okay, so I have... Uh, La La Land is number three. Um, Yeah, that's just like it. it, Yeah, again, it's one of those films just that just shows how that that love letter to you know uh, music and how it can transpire people and and create Mm -hmm. emotion. And uh, number two, A Star Is Born, the new Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga one. I think I don't know. I just love the song uh, "Shallow." It's 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 pretty yeah. good. I like it, and also Bradley Cooper is like one of my favorite actors. I'm a big fan of mm. him, so I obviously will love this movie. And he directed it and wrote, mm-hmm. produced. So that's pretty cool. I think yeah. um, he's he's doing a movie with uh, PTA. I yes, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I'll be excited for that. Yeah. That's your boy. That is my boy, PTA uh number one i had to go with almost famous because i couldn't think of anything else but like it's also it's up there totally though i haven't seen sig street but i gotta you got to i know i was gonna put um across the universe have you seen that no it's the guy from 21 have you seen that movie it's the with kevin spacey yeah like kevin Lawrence spacey Fisher. the the blackjack one yeah. yeah yeah i like that movie for some reason it's pretty easy to follow it's just like a yeah. cool yeah regular movie uh yeah but i was okay i would say sing street la la land and then willy wonka willy wonka yeah willy that, wonka. That, that's a me that's a musical 
It's a musical. It doesn't revolve around music, that but is it's, it's a musical. True. <laughs> I guess. So, Which one? That's my technical. Or I guess well, the original Gene Wilder. Yeah, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, okay, I just have it pulled up here. Have you seen, like, Walk Hard? Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll, I'll do I, that one. I was going to put Walk Hard there, too, but uh, I don't know. It was, I don't know. It, it's, I just couldn't make it. Honorable mention, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah. Totally. All right. Anything else to add? Uh, no. You good? <laughs> All right. It's that been sounds, fun, man. It has been fun. An enjoyable discussion. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, joining this episode. Next uh, week, we'll be discussing Loki uh, and that series um, with Noah. You guys might know him uh from previous episodes but yeah uh tune into that episode tune into this episode too and uh you can check it out on uh check my uh on instagram that uh, there will be movie reviews youtube um and tiktok at the same name you can email uh me for uh requests for podcast different episodes and, and movies to discuss at the same name there will be movie reviews at gmail.com uh i'm on spotify um Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music, and go check it. Go check it out there. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, and yeah, thanks, Adrian. It's been a great discussion. Great discussion. I didn't know this. This I didn't know this podcast had a TikTok. It does have TikTok. Right. Yeah, you gotta go check it out. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty it's good. Hip. It, this podcast is pretty hit, man. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, go check it out. Yeah. Um. I'll probably have you on TikTok soon. I'll edit a little clip uh, and have you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You'll finally be on TikTok. Yeah. Oh, uh, finally. But yeah, yeah, man, it's been fun. Thank you. All Thank right. You. No problem. All right. See you guys.